Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Good morning, everybody. So this morning, I'd like to talk to you about courage. Courage. I don't know about you, but uh, sometimes it seems like courage is the virtue that we don't pay enough attention to in our preaching, right? We spend a lot of time on things like, I don't know, kindness and patience and humility, and those are all obviously very good things and important. But courage, it seems to me, courage which pushes us beyond what we're comfortable with, beyond what's familiar. That's, I think, what really gives room and space to the Holy Spirit to work on our minds and our hearts so that we can become resilient and strong and faithful, true sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father. You know, the world often seems to be threatened by those with the courage to risk and sacrifice and endure for the love of God and neighbor, right? We just have to look to the martyrs to see that. So when it can intimidate us, it often tries to compromise us with things like wealth and luxury and security and respectability. And those are all attractive, to be sure. But when it comes to meaning and purpose for our lives, they don't really offer very much. There's no way those things, those tiny and in the end finite things, can satisfy our hearts which are made for the infinite. So when they take center stage in our lives, when they become kind of the compass directing our lives or the one determining our decisions, it's no wonder we're left at times feeling lost or restless or superficial and eventually even maybe anxious or depressed. Here's the truth which the world refuses to hear, you guys. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. He expects big, big things from you. That's why he made you. There's a part in his plan that only you can play. And that will require not just kindness and patience and humility on your part, but courage as well. Courage to risk, courage to have your heart and your mind stretched at times, courage maybe to go against the crowd, courage to be uncomfortable, uncomfortable, when God, because he loves you, decides to shake you out of the ruts your life has fallen into. Let me give you just a small example of courage. Most of you remember Allie, our pastoral apprentice, these past couple of years. So uh, Allie, this past week, I got to meet her for coffee. She's working at a parish down near Eugene where her husband is in law school. So we sat down and we reconnected, and that was uh, fun. We talked about a lot of things. But in my mind, the best part of the conversation was watching Allie light up when she talked about this new friend she's made. So this friend is a young woman from back east. She went to school in New Hampshire. She's a woman of faith, but it's not her prayer or her devotion or her piety that have struck Allie. Instead, it's the freedom she has and the confidence and the courage that all stem from her faith. So get this. This woman has no connections at all out here, right? Her family is all back east. But despite that, she somehow made her way to Eugene, Oregon, all by herself, where she got a job in a lumber mill. So think about that, a young 20-something, college degree, knows nobody out here, right? Ends up working in a lumber mill with all these guys. She's doing really well, I guess. But on top of that, on top of that, guess what her passion is? Ancient Greek. Ancient Greek. She wants to eventually return to school where she can study and translate ancient Greek texts. 
Now, I don't know how much of a future there is in ancient Greek. Some of you are awake. <laughs> but I think it's safe to say this is somebody who is not afraid to risk and to stretch and to buck convention. And because of that, she's vibrant and she's interesting and she's alive. And, you know, I walked away from the conversation thinking, you know, I probably have 30 years on that young woman, but I need more of what she's got, right? I've got something to learn there. Now, contrast that young woman with the man, the rich man in our parable today. You know, in the world's eyes, he's got it all, right? He's arrived. He's got comfort. He's got luxury. He's got good food. He's got connections. He doesn't need courage because all those things are like a cocoon that surround his life. There's no way anything disturbing or challenging or uncomfortable can get into him. Heck, he's got Lazarus right there on his doorstep, and he can't even see him, right? Or if he does, if he does, my guess is he does what, maybe what we're tempted to do when we pull up to the intersection, and there's somebody standing there with a sign asking for money, and it becomes like, oh, look at that piece of lint on my seat. Oh my, right? We've heard our gaze, right? It's interesting that this man winds up in hell, alone and stewing in his regret, not because of what he did. I mean, for all we know, this guy was a nice guy, right? He never, he never insulted Lazarus. He wasn't mean to him. He didn't beat him. He didn't sick his dogs on him. He didn't have his servants throw him out into the street. And yet he winds up in hell. So if it's not because of what he did, it must be because of what he didn't do because his heart was too small to take a risk, because he couldn't let go of his luxuries, maybe because he feared what his friends would say if he befriended and protected this poor and broken man lying on his doorstep. In any case, he stays locked up in this comfortable, safe little space, existing, but never really learning to live. And I don't know if you noticed, Jesus almost emphasizes this by never giving this man a name. Did you notice that through the whole story? He's never named, unlike Lazarus. He's only called the rich man. My friends, if we look, I'll bet all of us have a Lazarus in our life. If not a person, then at least a situation that's prodding us a little bit, pricking our conscience, asking us to step out of what's comfortable, to take a risk. That's often the Holy Spirit in disguise, nudging us towards a life that's fuller, more abundant, even if it's a little uncomfortable to get there. So this week, here's your homework. I want to invite you to notice those situations that make you uncomfortable, to pay attention to those persons you're tempted to avoid. And in those moments, rather than immediately turning away or getting lost in your distractions or saying somebody else can take care of it. Pray for courage. Pray for courage and then step into it. Pray for guidance and then take a risk. Pray to be able to say yes to your Lazarus, whatever or whoever that might be. You know, Jesus didn't suffer and die so that we could just be nice people. The Son of God didn't empty himself of godliness and come down from heaven just to tell us to go to church on Sunday. Jesus came to make us sons and daughters of God, strong enough to stand in his presence, brave enough to lay down our lives, mature enough to bear the weight of his glory. My friends, he's knocking at the door of your hearts right now.
have the courage to say yes, to open the door. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.